This podcast is made possible by Workiva and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Jennifer Liu, CFO of Aduro Biotech, and you're listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 407. From Middle Market Media, this is CFO Thought Leader, where we speak to finance leaders about driving change within their organizations. Hi, it's Jack Sweeney. Is your office moving? Or are you about to add some new space to your organization? Well, there's little doubt a finance leader has signed off on whatever transaction is behind the move. But wait, a company move is no longer a transaction. For finance leaders seeking to drive growth, a company move is today an opportunity to transform culture. Where forward-thinking finance leaders are making workforce planning the new financial planning. We begin after these words from our sponsor. Workiva transforms the way people work through connected reporting and compliance. The facts are, a majority of senior accounting and finance professionals say their financial reporting involves a huge amount of manual work and is inherently error-prone, leading to risk. Risk that's intensified by new business complexities and the changing business climate. Link data elements, numbers, narrative, and calculations together everywhere you use them. When you change data at the source, it's changed at the destination. Gaining trust in your data and processes is that simple. Join over 3,500 customers who enjoy the benefits of using Workiva by connecting their organizations from record to report. Visit workiva.com slash CFO. Too often, signing a new lease, opening a new office has been looked upon very simply as a transaction. But opportunity is in the eye of the beholder. And for the forward-thinking finance leader, new office space represents an opportunity to influence the workforce, the growth of the workforce, and future growth of the organization. Our first finance leader is Jim Kelleher, CFO of Drift a venture-backed firm based in Boston that specializes in the marketing and sales technology space today. Now, Jim is going to share an anecdote when he was, in the past, CFO of Log Me In. Here's Jim Kelleher. Uh, Log Me In was a high-tech company located on the um, outskirts of Boston. And uh, we were growing, you know, headcount 30, 40% year over year. And at a certain point, we needed to expand offices and, in essence, to move offices. And so we did all sorts of analysis about sort of how to go. And, you know, what um, typically, if you're on the out, uh, you know, the suburbs of the city, you stay in the suburbs of the city. 
But in this case, it was a little bit of gut and it was a little bit of, you know, analyzing um, what our workforce looked like and where we were going to grow. Um, we actually, and, and I think um, Mike Simon, who's the CEO, would say I led the uh, effort. We, we picked the company up and we moved it into downtown Boston. Now, it was only 15 miles from where we were, but, it, but it's not the easiest 15-mile commute. Um, but we um, went into the so-called Innovation District in Boston. We were one of the first high-tech companies to go in there. We redesigned uh, an old mill building into some really dynamic um, space created a huge open environment and we ran a major project with the employee base to make sure the employees embraced it um, even though it was going to you know be aggravation to their commute we were hoping that when we when they got there they would be you know in a happier place you could say and and we did a really nice job in developing the space and it was a very very successful move that I think led to our next phase of growth at, at Logmium. the average age there was was 27 28 years old those kids were living in the city, and we were competing with, you know, Microsoft and Google and HubSpot, um, uh, CommuniSpace for um, for people. And those people, those 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 candidates were in the city and were walking to work, riding their bikes to work, taking the subways to work. And we were 15 miles outside the city where they had to figure out how to get out there. And eventually, we decided, hey, we're we're, we're going to go in and meet them, and not not only meet them there, but but we're going to be you know bigger and better than them. And, and it's worked out very very well for for like And so I, I'd say that's one of the things I'm uh, I'm proud of of being able to do that and to convince a management team that that was um, the right thing to do. Because for all of us on the management team, it did not make the commute easier. Um, it certainly made it much more difficult for the two founders of the company, but they both had the foresight to say, you know, we're doing this not for in ourselves individuals, but we're doing it for the next generation of where that company is going to be. And, and it's worked out really well for, for Lagdi and them. Talita Ferreira is the former chief financial officer of BMW UK. She was also CFO over the automotive uh, group. One of the fascinating career chapters Talita shared with us had to do with BMW uh, acquiring a new office complex and integrating a number of its groups into the one workspace. Again, Talita shared with us how she quickly identified it as a cultural opportunity and an opportunity to help create a more innovative environment and workforce. Here's Talita Ferreira. Thank you. 
More CFO Thought Leader coming your way after these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. Okay, we know what you're thinking. All this talk of facilities and new office space and leases and no talk about the opportunity to manage costs. New facilities, new office space opens the door to more effective cost measures. Is that innovative? Sure it is. It's about managing future growth effectively. Our CFO thought leaders say it best. Here is Barack Bengal, CFO of Symphony. I would tell you cost reductions are um, oftentimes in places that people might 
might be surprised. I'll, I'll just give you two quick examples. Um, so, so the first one is uh, facilities, right? Uh, we've got uh, traditionally, I think, when people think of facilities, they think of them as a fixed cost that you can't necessarily get rid of, or something that is a must-have cost. And so, they oftentimes just take facilities cost out of the plan altogether. They just sort of put it in, and then they they, just, they they don't spend very much time looking at. It. So, I, I think I mentioned earlier that. I have the advantage of having IT reporting to me. So I went to IT and had them produce a report of Wi-Fi usage in the offices. So I was able to see which offices Wi-Fi is actually being used more than you know one to two days a week, and also how many users are logged into that Wi-Fi. And I was able to find a bunch of offices that we have where you know there were fewer than five, ten people, and they were coming in maybe one to two days a week. Um, and so the office just wasn't serving a particular. It's a fixed cost that you could actually deploy. People would be happier by being able to work from home if you were able to save them the commute and just provide them some meeting space for when they had clients or when they wanted to do you know small team meetings. And so we were able to uh, close down a range of offices that we had in. That weren't being used, and then develop a um, a national. We have a national provider uh, that has, if you will, hoteling space, and you know you've got uh, meeting profile A, meeting profile B, and meeting profile C. So A would be, let's say, a one-to-one meeting, uh, you know, with a supervisor. B would be just a small group meeting for your for your team, and C would be if you've got a client meeting. Um, and so we've got those fixed costs, uh, meaning we've got those uh, uh, fixed price lists, and you're able to do that across the country, so that you, by closing down the office, you were able to take out a fixed cost, let employees work from home, and we saved about three hundred thousand dollars while being able to give employees the ability to continue having meeting space when needed. The other example in facilities is our New York office. Um, we had inherited that from a prior parent company, and uh, it was in an, an outdated space. And by that I mean it, it was all done with. Uh, Individual offices that were not particularly space efficient. They did not allow for collaboration, and there was not sufficient meeting space. Um, and it wasn't creating the kind of culture that we wanted to. We were able to move to a space literally half the size at a much much better location that was easily accessible and commutable for folks, where it was much better client facing. Our clients uh, love our new facility, and we saved over seven hundred thousand dollars a year. So. You put that together; it's a million dollars in our first year savings. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, thought leader listeners, you can now go premium at cfothoughtleader.com.